from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. I hope you're all ready to apologize, and welcome to Tossed Popcorn. <laughs> I'm Liana Holston. And I'm Sienna Jekyll. And this is the podcast where two actually pretty smart women <laughs> watch every film on the AFI's 100 greatest American movies of all time, the very slightly less racist 10th anniversary edition. This podcast was a safe space <laughs> for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching a clockwork Orange. <laughs> Milk plus Velocet or Synthamesk or Drencrum, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultraviolence. Number 70 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this movie that none of you told us about. <laughs> none of you stopped us. <laughs> Hey followers, Liana here. It turned out that once we posted about this on social media, a lot of you did warn us about it. Sorry about yelling at you. Not sorry about yelling about the rest of the episode. I didn't know that you do orange as a one syllable word. Orange? Yeah. Oh my God, are you crying? What do you say, orange? I'm going to be. I sometimes say orange, so usually orange, but sometimes that Midwestern twang comes out. A clockwork orange. That'll be fun Tick for tack. this. Orange. Oh my god. Orange. <laughs> um, hey, are there any content warnings? Yes. <laughs> content warning for extreme violence, <laughs> sexual assault. Sexual assault, and we will be saying the word rape. Yes. Yep. A lot. Yep. Ultra violence. Ultra violence, as they say. Just a very graphic violence. It's very, very graphic. We won't be doing that on the podcast, but <laughs> a content warning for we will be discussing. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you know anything about this movie, the whole thing is a content warning. Yeah. It's one walking red flag. Well, Sienna, I would love, please, to hear your prediction 
for a clockwork orange I can't or rem- orange. I can't remember it at all. I can't I can't remember anything. Wonderful. Hi Liana, it's Sienna. I'm about to watch a clockwork orange. Um I once heard the entire plot of this on a podcast, oh. but lucky enough, I forget all of it. <laughs> I didn't remember anything. So good, I don't remember it what it's about. Yeah. Um I know that there's a man with a bowler hat mm-hmm. and like eyelashes mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um I'm guessing that it's some sort of alternate universe mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that something unjust occurs. <laughs> okay, I love you, goodbye. Yeah, it really depends on whose kind of point of view <laughs> you're taking, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> From that podcast I listened to, I remembered that like something morally interesting was like the point of, maybe they were talking about the book, Ah, uh, mm-hmm. but no one mentioned... <laughs> 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 that it wasn't something you're supposed to watch. Ooh, okay. It's not to be watched. <laughs> Liana. Yeah. I'd love to hear your prediction for this movie. Here you go. Hi, Sienna. It's Liana. I'm about to watch A Clockwork Orange. I so, am s- <laughs> so sad. So scared. Hearing you before. I don't actually know you. anything about this movie, but I've been informed vaguely that it is extremely violent. So my big fear, I'll be honest with you, is that somebody's like eyeball gets fucked up because I remember the cover art for the poster is like an eyelash or some shit. Also, almost all of the laundry machines in my apartment building are not working. I tried to do my laundry during this so that something would be productive, but I can't because the only one that's functioning has somebody's freaking laundry in it right now. (laughs) Tough day. Love you. Bye. If it was a man's laundry, we get to kill him. (laughs) First, first cathartic element, please, is my synopsis. Okay, lay it on me. I can't believe you've seen this movie. Well, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> A clockwork orange. The fucked up little brain of Stanley Kubrick <laughs> brings you another fucked up little movie created by men for men. Mm. Remember 2001: A Space Odyssey? <laughs> This was like that, but instead of the scenes featuring several nonstop minutes of planets, these scenes consist of several nonstop minutes of graphic assaults. Mm -hmm. It's based on a book, and it should have stayed one. (laughs) Alex, the main guy, the main shit, is a fucked up young man who lives in a dystopian future in which hooligans... (laughs) run amok, pushing the very concept of depravity to its limits. If you're a woman who didn't already feel unsafe in your body, and you want to, then this is the movie for you. Alex and his friends spend their evenings participating in horrific crimes they refer to as ultraviolence. They enjoy ultraviolence of all sorts, and by all sorts, I mean it's only rape. Kubrick kindly shows us every single moment of these crimes. Though you wouldn't know it by the first 50 minutes, this movie does indeed have a plot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) While trying to assault yet another woman, Alex accidentally kills her, and he's sent to prison. Lucky for him, the government is testing out a new treatment purported to zap out criminal instincts in depraved little fucks like himself. (laughs) This brings up questions of free will, which I'm guessing was the point of the book, but it's hard to focus on in the movie because of all the rape you saw earlier. Mm -hmm. 
Through a series of satirical events, the government ends up reversing Alex's treatment, and he goes back to being the violent little perv he once was. The end. And a moment of silence for women's rights. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, oh. Liana, I'm hey. really curious. Uh-huh. About the historical context of this 1971, uh, like, uh, I saw um, torture porn used as a way to describe it, and I do think that's a pretty accurate. It's not a film. That's not at all what this was. I have a lot to say on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, fuck all of you, and welcome <laughs> to the historical context. I don't know who to be mad at. I feel, I genuinely feel that we are owed money. <laughs> But I don't know from whom. I've been kind of looking at my Venmo today, being like, I just feel Who's, like I should be requesting did from anybody? someone. Payment. <laughs> oh, A Clockwork Orange, the 1971 uh, torture pornography by Stanley Kubrick, who mercifully is dead. <laughs> from the Wikipedia page, quote, this just made me laugh. It says, quote, Alex, the central character, is a charismatic... Citation needed. <laughs> Antisocial delinquent. <laughs> That's so funny. Like some man wrote that he was charismatic yeah. on Wikipedia and Wikipedia was like, I don't know. <laughs> we got to check on that. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Critical reception of the film when it came out, very mixed. Okay. Some people were just kind of film bros about it. And were yeah. Like, oh, it's so art. Yeah. And others like Pauline Kael derided Kubrick as a, quote, bad pornographer, end quote, <laughs> noting how the film dehumanizes the victims and highlights the suffering of the villain. Mm -hmm. The movie was withdrawn from British circulation in 1973. It premiered en masse to British cinemas in January of 1972. By 1973, withdrawn from circulation, sort of until Kubrick's death in 1999, at the request of Stanley Kubrick, because there had been strings of violent crime in the UK, such as robberies, murders, and sexual assaults perpetrated by teenage boys who were citing this film as their inspiration. I heard about that because yeah. I looked it up because I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way there's this didn't have no consequences. And A Clockwork Orange, the 1962 novel by Anthony Burgess. Burgess was not involved in the production of the film, he did know Stanley Kubrick. They did sort of interact, but his relationship with Kubrick allegedly deteriorated when Kubrick left Burgess to defend the film from accusations of glorifying violence. And Burgess was like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, the language in the novel and in the movie is called NADSAT, which is the invented slang for the novel. Mm -hmm. It's what the droogs speak in to sort of distinguish the stupid teen boys from like oh. regular polite society. And the word nadsat or nadsat, I don't know, is from the Russian word for teen. <laughs> it's just so like, oh my God. It's the slang is influenced also by Romani, by Cockney rhyming slang, by Shakespearean English, by the Mancunian accent and a few other influences. The book has a final chapter in which the villain actually outgrows sociopathy, sociopathy. Oh. But 
It's not in the film because Stanley Kubrick went off the American edition of the novel and American publishers insisted on deleting that final chapter of the book. Why? Uh, I thought we liked happy endings in America. But maybe that was the happy ending. (laughs) Anthony Burgess states that the violent attack on the couple in the novel and the film was actually taken from real life. Uh, Apparently, his first wife, Lynn Jones, was robbed and beaten by American deserters during the wartime blackout in 1944. Um, So that is apparently sort of like one point of inspiration for a, a scene in the book. Yeah. Burgess allegedly hated the film. <laughs> Slay. I would too. Yeah. It didn't, like, I didn't, I've heard about the book. Yeah. None of it came across. My notes at one point in them, I was like, was this based on a book? Because it really has the energy of like, oh, dystopian future. Yeah. But the person who did this movie is not creative or smart enough to make this like the well-rounded world that I feel like it maybe right. was originally. Yeah. Yeah. A um, bit about youth culture in 1950s, 1960s England. Society had a lot of post-war anxieties mm. about teenage delinquency, about pop music and drugs, all of which are to be expected. Milk bars were very popular hangouts at the time. They had sort of the same social vibes as the local pub, but more for youths to hang oh, out people in. would literally drink milk? <laughs> I don't know if it was literally they were gathering drinking milk. I think it was kind of like soda fountain yeah. in the U.S., vibes okay where just like that's where the teens were going to hang out and uh-huh. i'm sure some milk was consumed and i think that's sort of why oh. milk is like such a visual yeah image in the movie um a lot of like clashes between youth youth groups <laughs> <laughs> between uh, groups of youth <laughs> the mods versus the rockers there was this group called the teddy boys uh, also known as the Edwardians. It, the term Teddy Boys stemmed from originally Edwardians, Teddy, Teddy Boys. There was a lot of violence within that group. They were just like a group of male youths. Um, the most similar subculture to them in the States was the Greasers. So, so sort of similar vibes between those two. And they would have clashes with, with rival youth gangs. One notable one was in 1958 in Notting Hill, Uh, White people violently attacked members of the West Indian community in that neighborhood, and the Teddy Boys were implicated in those attacks and frequently would just, like, unleash unprovoked attacks on immigrants. So, theoretically, like, a somewhat inspiration for the droogs that we see Mm -hmm. in the book, in the movie. They also had a very specific fashion look. It wasn't like what... (laughs) fuck they're wearing in the film (laughs) but they did have like a specific look that they all kind of put on yeah which were drape jackets bolo ties and chunky brogues or suede crepe soled shoes finally i um was too uh i was crying in the car this morning over this film and i was just too tired to like find my own words about it and i was like surely someone on the internet has written something yes articulating what i was what I would like to be said about this movie. And um, actually, Roger Ebert sort of slayed in his review of this film okay. when it came out. He gave it two stars. <laughs> and he called it, quote, an ideological mess. <laughs> A paranoid right-wing fantasy masquerading as an Orwellian warning. Now, Alex isn't the kind of sat-upon, working-class anti-hero we got in the angry British movies of the early 1960s. No effort is made to explain his inner workings or take apart his society. Yeah. Indeed, there's not much to take apart. Both Alex and his society are smart-nosed pop art abstractions. 
Kubrick hasn't created a future world in his imagination. He's created a trendy decor. If we fall for the Kubrick line and say Alex is violent because society offers him no alternative, weep, sob, we're just making excuses. (sighs) Alex is violent because it is necessary for him to be violent in order for this movie to entertain in the way Kubrick intends. Yeah. Alex has been made into a sadistic rapist, not by society, not by his parents, not by the police state, not by centralization, and not by creeping fascism, but by the producer, director, and writer of this film, Stanley Kubrick. I'm gonna cry. Directors sometimes get sanctimonious and talk about their creations in the third person, as if society had really created Alex. But this makes their direction into a sort of cinematic automatic writing. No, I think Kubrick is being too modest. Alex is all his. What in hell is Kubrick up to here? Does he really want us to identify with the antisocial tilt of Alex's psychopathic little life? Well, enough philosophy. We'll probably be debating a clockwork orange for a long time. A long, weary, and pointless time. The New York critical establishment has guaranteed that for us. Finally, he ends with, I don't know. But they've really hyped A Clockwork Orange for more than it's worth, and a lot of people will go if only out of curiosity. Too bad. In addition to the things I've mentioned above, things I really got mad about, A Clockwork Orange commits another, perhaps even more unforgivable, artistic sin. It is just plain talky and boring. (laughs) Yes! You know there's something wrong with a movie when the last third feels like the last half. That is women's right. <laughs> that is allyship. Sorry, everyone, but we do live in a capitalist society. Capitalism, a real horror show. <laughs> We've got to take an ad break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rival. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Liana, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks to Roger Ebert this one time. <laughs> well, Sienna, let's get into the segment of the podcast called Phone Notes, where we maybe look at the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching the film. I first just want to know... What was your viewing experience? Did you watch it um, with the volume on? Did you watch it all the yeah. way through? I, Were you in the room while it was here's, playing? Here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. Wow. I tried desperately to fast forward through okay. the torture porn, and yeah. I couldn't get to my remote fast enough. No. And I was literally yelling, I hope Liana didn't see this. <laughs> Because I was like, we can't both have seen this. We can't this. both have seen this. Did you see it? I. <laughs> Please tell me you only saw part. Here's how I watched A Clockwork Orange. <sighs> Movie was on mute almost the whole time. Oh I had the screenplay of it on my computer. Okay. And I was reading ahead okay. to see the stage directions. Yeah. To know when somebody was going to get kicked. That's so good. And then worse for every scene. I tried as much as I could to not look at the screen. Because yeah. for me, it's. I mean, it's both. It's both like the sounds of violence and like traumatic events are really upsetting, but then also the images really stick with me. And I almost made it through all of it, but there I did see a lot of like the full rape scene that's depicted where they it's like the home invasion scene with the couple. And I just I saw like the the setup of the scene and most of that and that was oh why I was crying in the I car. know I know <laughs> I hated it I hated it so much it was um, I wish we hadn't watched this it one it made me so sick and it I, I've also just been feeling really sad all day uh, that we live in this uh, world <laughs> that's what it that's exactly what it makes you feel because it's not just okay for any of you assholes. <laughs> Listening who are like, oh, these weenies haven't seen yeah. images. Yeah. First of all, I have designed a life in which I don't have to see anything like this. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a disgusting perv watching torture <laughs> porn. And I will shame you for that at this moment. Yeah. Um, but This is the one episode where we will keep shaming We you. will be shaming. <laughs> um, what was so frustrating about this, though, was it was, it was very deeply existentially sad mm. because it wasn't just seeing these images that were horrible. Right. It was like these these rape scenes were just they were erotic. Mm-hmm. They were long. Mm-hmm. They were very explicit. Like yeah. there were ways where they could have gotten this across and not shown the full thing. Like the very first scene we see which I, we don't need to describe everything in depth, but it was just like women get their clothes torn off and they're like not happy about it. Mm-hmm. And um, clearly like the function of this scene is to show these teen groups, the, the kind of bad stuff they do is unbelievably exaggerated. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. But instead of just implying that, yeah. they show us every moment mm-hmm. of attacking this woman. Yeah. What's the point of that? Mm-hmm. All it does is make anybody who has a body that's vulnerable like that in the audience yeah. feel scared and sad mm-hmm. that this is anything we're celebrating. Right. I, I, I just had so many feelings at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanted to die. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to die too. 
I wrote that multiple times. <laughs> yeah. The only thing relatable about this movie was him having his eyes. Yeah. His, having his eyes pulled open and him <laughs> being like, I want to die. die. I want this to be over. That's so how bad. we felt watching this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except the people holding our eyes open. It was ourselves. It was society. It, it was, was iHeartRadio. It was the American Film <laughs> Institute. Let's all be honest. That was. was really what was getting to me is the fact that this movie is on lists like this yeah. and is put yes. up on a pedestal as like great art right. when it it's genuinely a dangerous film. And I'm not necessarily talking about like, if a teen boy sees this, he's going to do crime. It's like the fact that you are putting this out into society as something yeah. that is worthy of praise without any semblance of caveats or any edits to it or adjustments to make it a safer experience for people is just so telling of who you are valuing in our society. And it's not us. Exactly. We are not on that list yeah. of people. And we are two white women who are incredibly exactly. privileged. We're on a lot of lists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... Uh... Okay, Sienna, you said, of course it's Kubrick. <laughs> I did not know this was Stanley oh, Kubrick Oh, you didn't before. know? I mean, I've probably been told that, but I choose to... Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a Kubrick denier. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I pretend he doesn't exist. That's a good idea. Um, his movies are so stupid fucking art. Yeah. I always remember your response to 2001 A Space Odyssey of, this absolutely sucks. <laughs> Many creators could see, could, could make a movie with a rape scene. And many of them wouldn't even show it. Yeah. Well, I don't know about many of them, but <laughs> <laughs> we know there's a way not to show it. Yes. Streetcar Named Desire. The mirrors yeah. crash. Right. Terrible, powerful, I cried. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy to me that you give, when you give him the option yeah. to make an assault scene, this is what he did. Mm -hmm. This is his choice, um, is to make it as traumatizing as possible. Yeah. 2001 A Space Odyssey, I thought, does he hate women? And this movie said, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he's trying to make viewers out there hate them too. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I also hate shit like this too, which is, Kind of, as we've mentioned, like, oh, the point of the movie is they treat women like objects. No. <laughs> I mean, yes, you used them as an object as well, yeah. though. Yeah. For, to make each scene effective in the way that you wanted to make it effective. Exactly. You know? Women are only used in the film as a way of communicating, like, look how bad these guys are. Yeah. Oh, look what they're doing now. Okay, we're just going to focus on this guy for the rest of the movie. Totally. You want to know what else bothered me? Yeah. In this depraved world that they created mm -hmm. the only depravity they used was raping women yeah like they didn't do really that much other weird stuff no the purge yes. movies at least they get creative exactly <laughs> exactly like you know kill an animal or something <laughs> you know like i don't know put, was put guts on specific. your head <laughs> right like, do like a lord of the flies thing do or something, something weird kill each other please <laughs> exactly <laughs> please at the end of the movie, I was like, well, can't wait to never speak to another man ever again. I have no plans to. It's not on my agenda. Sorry, dads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liana, you've said, milk is always a red flag. <laughs> these, these fucked up little pervs, they're all drinking milk in yeah. their club. And you just know. I mean, we know from Get Out. Yeah. It's a red flag. Just kind of creepy. Just nobody, don't drink milk. You're an adult. Yeah. Adults <laughs> drinking milk. Don't do that. 
Big milk was a whole campaign, and we know now that it's not What'd you say? good for you. Big milk. I said big milk. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. But it's true. Do the you whole ha- got milk campaign? Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. You don't need milk to... It doesn't benefit your body in the way that they were extolling its values. Right. Yeah, well... Oh my gosh. This movie was so boob. <laughs> this movie was so boob. There was one scene... Where you look at the screen and all that's on it is boob. It, uh, it literally just zoomed in on boob. There was like and I was beyond like, this isn't really a movie. <laughs> beyond all the horrific torture stuff, just yeah. like we get it, Kubrick, you're a boob guy. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like he kept looking at boobs and having boobs wag, and <laughs> they were wagging. And it was a lot of scenes where we talk about unnecessary boob a lot in this podcast, and this was sort of the the Olympics of unnecessary. Boob. <laughs> Because in multiple scenes, like a woman would just be topless for no yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't like, again, there were other ways of communicating like why, what had just been happening totally. as to why she would have been, but nope. He was just like, okay. And what, uh, another existentially sad thing uh-huh. that this movie was making me feel was just about what an unsafe environment this would have been to work in i was thinking about that too like for all of the the actors all the women actors in the movie because famously kubrick is not fun to work with he was (laughs) he did the shining and shelly duvall like stopped acting afterward because it was such a devastating experience to be a part of and so you just know that like him directing a brutal rape scene is like those women were not how well did he get those women in character you know like it's just like it was really and also just like as an actor mm-hmm. being on set it can feel very intimidating and then if you have to like be at all in any like form of nudity on yeah. set that is a an incredibly vulnerable space right. to be in and b there are now measures on sets to make sure that that feels more comfortable and safe like they'll intimacy. close the set they'll have intimacy coordinators right. in 1971 yeah I don't think that was happening. I know that wasn't happening. And so, like, if you're a young woman and you're just, like, doing a scene and then yeah. suddenly they're like, okay, and take your shirt and your bra right. off. That is such a scary, scary oh my situation gosh. to be in. And you also don't feel like you can say no in any way to it. So it made me just extremely existentially sad for the women in the movie. Totally. And, their, like, what their filmmaking experience it would have been. Same. Yeah. I was thinking about that, too. Yeah. I just don't think any of what happened in this movie was acting. I don't know what it was. It's not that I think people were just like being themselves. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> this just wasn't a movie. Yeah, no. This was a real horror show, as they say. It was It was like a nightmare. It was just like watching, a, it was like living a nightmare. Because these are like home invasion. Yeah. Like just terrifying yes. situations for women to be in or and for then, people with female bodies to be in. Yeah, there's something 100%. even creepier scarier that it wasn't a horror movie like it wasn't horror all the way but there were tropes that i'm really uncomfortable with in horror movies that were Mm -hmm. present Mm -hmm. but then the rest of it felt just like i don't know like an art film yeah oh like sci-fi yeah yeah synth i think the genre was synth synth (laughs) and art yeah house yeah you know like it was like this is intellectual in some way Mm -hmm. there was another blog today that the title of it was a Clockwork Orange, How to Hate Art in Under Two Hours. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, the, the one the one kind of good or silver lining about this movie is that a lot of people hate it. Yes. 
I also was very aware of the fact that, yeah, this was like the beginning of porn and there, mm. you couldn't just Google porn. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, I forgot about that. Like, you just wanted... This is how I feel about a lot of art, even mm. classical art. Mm-hmm. When we're praising all this stuff with boobs and ass and... You just wanted to see boobs. Yeah, I'm yeah, like... Because you didn't have easy access to it. I think about that all the time. Damn. Before the... When you didn't have easy access to boob? Boob was... You had to manufacture... They manufactured boob. And here we are calling it art. I see you. Such bullshit. <laughs> Hannah Gadsby has an incredibly funny run about, like, classical art and... Just the fact that, like, the women never managed to do the getting of the dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wait. He talks about it in both Nanette and in Douglas. That's Uh, so funny. Special. That is so funny. (laughs) How do they keep catching them when they... It's so strange. paintings are just, like, nude women frolicking together in the fields. It's like... (laughs) Wait. They weren't doing that. Male fantasy. male fantasy male fantasy yeah. has had such a chokehold on society yeah. for so long and then we have our little podcast that makes no money and, <laughs> and then men will come on here and be like how dare you i hate when they spoke <laughs> it's like okay well that is the podcast like they'll come in and be like what is happening to society and yeah it's, it's been for all of time like pc culture i'm like actually we just don't want to see people get raped anymore I just don't want it's to really see fucked it. up that you ever did i don't i don't like seeing it i don't like that <laughs> oh. have you been unable to blink for several hours <laughs> maybe go figure that out we'll be right back from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm really interested to talk about the part once we get to the treatment. Because mm. again, that's the point of the book, apparently. Mm. Oh, right. Yes. The treatment is that uh, they're trying to, as I said, take away sort of the criminal instincts in these in in these criminals. Mm-hmm. So they do that by giving him, they inject him with something. And then whenever he watches violence, they have, he has to like watch it for like however many hours a day. Mm-hmm. Whenever he sees these things that are similar to what he used to do, he will feel sick. He yeah. will feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. They have like clamps opening up his eyes so he can't look away. Yes. He has to stare right at the screen and they keep moistening his eyes so he doesn't even have to blink. Mm-hmm. And Liana has said, if I were in this position, I would simply look away. <laughs> I tried it. I held my eyes open and I was like, you can just look down. You you don't have to That's look That's true. You can look up. You can look to the side. You can look the other. <laughs> That's true. You should be looking as an idiot. You can just look away. Um, but that is uh, that was also how I was just kind of reclaiming my own autonomy was by leaving my apartment building while this <laughs> movie was on play. Not the whole building. I just had to go put my laundry in the washer because it opened up finally during the film. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The eyeball thing, I was actually expecting like some sort of gory or gruesome thing to happen Grosser. with an eyeball. Where yeah. it's, it's unsettling to look at and it's like nauseating, but it's not actually like pain being caused to the eye. It's right. just like being held open in an uncomfortable way. Really the brunt of like the physical human suffering is done to women. Yeah. Bring back Mr. Hayes. <laughs> I honestly... I think I'm like becoming sort of a member of like the Catholic, what is it? The Catholic like Society for Decency or whatever that keeps like banning I don't know. these movies. They hated this one. And I was like, correct. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, censorship, please. Liana, you said something very funny. Thank you. <laughs> you said, all this praise of nausea in response to violence is not helping my superiority complex. <laughs> True. Well, I have to say. You would be... <laughs> Very popular in this society. Yes. Whenever um, whenever something violent happens on screen, I go, oh, I can't watch. I just can't stomach it. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just not not a psycho. <laughs> I'm very I'm a civilized. I'm with a heart, a beating heart. I'm an empath. <laughs> and their whole society, they were like, violence is bad and you should feel bad when you see it. And it I was like, be yeah, music. yeah, you should. And I do. And I do. I would have really gotten an A plus. Yeah, from every scientist in this film. In the prisons of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In that little prison hospital. They'd have loved me in there. They would have loved you. <laughs> what really pisses me off about a story like this one is it's not even accomplishing what it's trying to accomplish. It's yeah. what Ebert said. He's trying to be Orwellian, but he's failing because he sucks. Yes. Yeah. And because I've read 1984. I've read Brave New World. <laughs> Brags, one right after the other. <laughs> and those books are both in a similar premise of like dystopian weird future kind of rebelling against the man. But in those books, it's the man who is evil. Yeah. And the protagonist you're actually like rooting for because they are at the end of the day at, at a very, like at the very base level. Good. Right. They're good people. And so you're like, yes, like you should rebel against them. Oh, it really sucks that they put you in a cage with rats on your head. Like, Oh no, that's terrible. I'm sad that this person is suffering. A movie like this, where it's a villain the entire time, yeah. who you've literally had to watch rape people, yeah. you're never rooting for that person. So then like when they go through suffering, it's like, well, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> you kind of deserve I it. I was so happy when he suffered. This, yeah, I rarely 100%. feel that in movies where I'm like, kill him! Yeah. Get him! But it also was like, it doesn't leave you wanting to see 
him be like violently killed or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like it's not really turning the mirror on us as the audience saying like, yes, now you want to do violence, it, don't you? It's like, totally. no, I don't. I just feel really sick and yeah. I'm going to be crying for a lot of tomorrow is how I feel. Yeah. I think that's really, really well communicated. Yes. <laughs> Liana, you said, I wonder what the state did with his eyelash. <laughs> He comes home, he's like, where's all my stuff? And they're like, oh, well, the state reclaimed it as compensation for the suffering of the families. Yeah. Like, okay. But earlier, at the very beginning, we see him like take his little fake eyelash off and stick it to his mirror in his bedroom. Uh-huh. And the whole time I was like, <laughs> are you going to see that again? <laughs> like, what is, what is the stupid like government person who works and has to do like the clearing out of some criminal's apartment yeah. belongings? I imagine they like donate or sell a lot of it, but what do you do with one eyelash? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're wearing it now. Yeah. Put it on one of the cops. Maybe someone's slaying in the government office. Slay, slay, slay. It was unfortunately like that one quarter of his face looked good with that eyelash on. The rest of him very ugly, very punchable. Oh, yeah. no, Weird, weird lips. He knew his look. I really couldn't. It wasn't even like no lips. It was like. He had very much lips they just were so i was very aware of them i was upset about them the whole time i was very aware of them in the scene where he keeps going yeah oh i hated that so much (laughs) i had a feeling you would hate that yeah okay everybody (laughs) we we did that (laughs) now it's time to move on to our segment badges and trages oh my god this is of course where we give badges for eggs Uh. and trages for eggy wigs my three badges are things that just like distracted me out of yeah whatever was going on. My first badge, a badge for these cats. They were very fluffy and very cute. Where were they? The cat lady has like nine oh, yeah. cats who are just kind of swarming around. And as you said, like kill an animal. They don't. They never harm any of the animals. No. So actually, all these cats were fine, <laughs> and they were adorable. Oh, badge for the cat lady's voice. Oh, I didn't hear most of that scene. She had great diction and a very low voice i love that very very low voice i respected her energy a lot yeah she was cool she she was amazing at stretching also which Which she did safely because she's introduced ass first so (laughs) that's how you know badge hesitant badge for the doctors are women this is when he gets transferred to the prison hospital and the two doctors who come in to be like hey we're gonna be doing your treatment we're both women and i was like okay yep my next badge is for lady doc mm-hmm. i was so afraid of what was going to happen to them i was so afraid of what was going to happen to them they had they gave us no reason to believe that something that horrible wasn't about to happen the movie would be safe no absolutely not my final badge mm-hmm. is a badge for this guy's glaring this was the husband who is the victim of the home invasion and ends up paralyzed afterwards and then does the like abducting at the yeah. end. <laughs> I didn't like most of what he was doing acting-wise, because I think Stanley Kubrick is a really bad director and should be shot. <laughs> but <laughs> um, there are just a couple of moments where he's like, just in the background, absolutely glaring at the villain. And I was like, I love that energy. Because <laughs> that's how I'm looking at the screen right now, too. Very satisfying. Uh, a similar-ish one I have is badge for consequences. Mm. Just anytime there was consequences, like... Yeah, the, the that host guy, the writer, yeah, is just really really pissed and ends up 
like he, finally realizes who this person is he realized who he was the person who did the attack and he does end up torturing him in a very clever way yeah which is by playing music yeah so psychological he, torture yeah love it so that he feels Great. super sick um yeah. psychological torture is so much more interesting to watch and so much more less damaging yeah. to the psyche and oh his pornographic torture his tummy hurt a lot he can handle it yeah shut up he deserves that <laughs> then a badge for joe the yes. wonderful guy who was the only person to be like, go, 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 Joseph, you know what they say. <laughs> the only guy to be like, you deserve to feel bad because yeah. you hurt people. Yeah. Okay, tragedies. Trage for this haircut, babe. Not a good look. Mm-mm. That's interesting because my first trage is for extreme rape. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Superiority complex advantage, Sienna. <laughs> this is not a good haircut, though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Trage for four men are walking down an alley. I have muted the film. <laughs> I said, oh. Okay, that's enough. Trage for drinking the denture water. Ah, yes. I knew that was going to happen due to the screenplay that I had read. Oh. <laughs> it minutes before it happened. was so gross. Mm. It was so gross. Yes. Trage for the... I had subtitles on, and the subtitle just said in brackets, woman screaming. My third trage is for, um, all the rape. <laughs> yeah. A trage for yet another film that is embarrassing for men. <laughs> I I have never been less interested in... You guys. My therapist sometimes is like, how's your dating life? Like, are you interested? In, like, are you thinking about going on dates? And I'm like, I am only getting further away from being interested in that. Trage for the friends giggling. The, um, one of the... His part Droogs. of his posse, yeah, the mm-hmm. droogs. One of them, his whole deal was that he would be like <laughs> to create this maniacal, creepy ah. world. Mm-hmm. And he did it so much. And yeah. then when they were cops, he did it too. Oh, yes. Very unsettling. That little moment of social commentary where the cops are bad guys. Yeah. You know? Oh, there's a shocker. Whoa. Wow. A trash for the nose on his mask was. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Mm hmm. Trage for, I don't like seeing women be objects. Mm-hmm. Trage for, I don't like seeing women be attacked. Mm-hmm. Trage for, I don't like seeing women be undressed without consent. Mm. Trage for, I don't like seeing men hurt people and not receive any consequences. Yeah. And trage for, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> My next trage was a badge, but has become a trage because it was originally a badge for this very loud chief guard. Uh-huh. And then it became a trage when I was like, wait. Why can't we just be watching a Monty Python film right now? Oh my gosh, very, very true. Uh, Trage for even the tone of everyone's skin in this movie was violent. <laughs> just this era of Technicolor. Yeah. Everybody was a little bit orange and all of the blood. It just everybody looked like they were about to be stabbed at any moment. And they were so ugly. Trage for the misogyny makes me want to throw up. And that's not the misogyny in the film. That is the misogyny in the society that put this film on the AFI's yep. 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time list. Yep. You fucks. Uh, Trage for the entire screen right now is just boob. <laughs> when they're like, look, we our treatment worked. They put him on stage and they have a topless woman come out. And they're like, look, he doesn't even want to hold the boob. And they just <laughs> zoom in on boobs. It was so boob. It, was, it really was nightmarish. Um, final trage, trage for, dang, I sort of want spaghetti. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. Because you've been through so much. You've been through so much. It had been hours at this point because I had had to pause it a couple times to go and actually like really do my laundry and then come back. 
And I, I just was, I was angered that I wanted any part of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> How dare it. At the end of it. <gasps> well, Sienna, let's uh, defenestrate ourselves into our next <laughs> segment. Please, please. How to pretend you've seen this film. Everybody, defense is up. Be on your guard. Be on the lookout because people will bring this movie up to you. Oh my gosh. This segment is for you are... Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> no situation in this movie was a safe one to be in. You are... I mean, just at, at a party, really. At literally any gathering of people yeah. who've seen movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Back to the, the good old early days of this segment. You are at a party. You're at a party. Matt, who went to Emerson, mm-hmm. is coming up to you mm-hmm. and saying, I like your eyelash. <laughs> oh, you know what's so funny? Did you know you get it from the state? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You know what it reminds me of? Oh, you probably hate this movie. I bet your podcast hates this movie. Yeah, but, <laughs> women. but it's actually really good. No, listen to me. This movie... It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah, okay. Some people, they look at it through a misogyny lens and you might not like it then. But if you really look at it, the movie, A Clockwork Orange. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it so much. And I'm going to talk to you about it for the entire, the rest of the party. And in order to stop Matt from doing the crime of (laughs) discussing this film at you, we are going to arm you. We are going to help bolster your defenses with a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the movie A Clockwork Orange. Matt, listen to me, you little shit. <laughs> First of all, never talk to me about this ever again. The only thing I could relate to in that movie is that it m- made me feel just as sick and nauseous as he felt watching those violence films. Oh, Matt, I'm going to have to stop you right there because you are really being an unnecessary boob right now. <laughs> yes, Matt, I have seen A Clockwork Orange. Um, I just felt like it was really daring the way that Kubrick portrayed uh, everything, the crimes, the things that happened to women in this film. Just kidding. Get out of my face, you twerp. <laughs> Matt, yes, one of the few scenes that I watched with the volume on in A Clockwork Orange, somebody, a priest, in fact, said the line, when a man cannot choose, he ceases to be a man. (laughs) Now, Matt, that might be a lot for your little brain to process, uh, but just the concept of choice and of how having choices allows one to have a full human experience... You sit with that, you take your time, and I'm going to choose to never see you again in my life. (laughs) Yes, Matt, I have seen A Clockwork Orange. The whole message of that film and, and story is... Really asking the question if if humans are inherently good or inherently evil. And the fact that you've come up to me here today and brought up a clockwork orange makes me believe they are evil to the core. Now get out of my face, you little shit. Oh my god, Matt, it is so funny that you've just appeared because I just, just seconds ago was saying to my friend... You know, I feel that at any second, something terrible is going to happen to me. And here you are. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, Matt, I've seen A Clockwork Orange, but you like a lot of Kubrick's camera angles, don't you? But you like the colors, don't you? Well, get out of my face. I don't want to see you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then you bark at him until he gets <laughs> And it takes him a while because it is a wide shot that he is in. <gasps> yeah, there he's still going. And he yeah, runs away. Perspective. That's truly, I think you should bark at anybody who Absolutely. tries to talk to you about this movie. 100%. Because no. Absolutely not. Whatever Hell no. strategies you use when people harass you just when you're walking down the street, employ those same <laughs> ones. Okay. Sienna. Mm-hmm. In our segment, should we um, kill ourselves? <laughs> in our segment, should you watch this or we're going to let you know, but obviously don't watch this movie. We're going to give you some options for what you could do instead. First of all, I would like to reiterate because my my initial instinct upon viewing any part of this film was People need to know not to watch this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about it and you're like, oh, they've just, it's so funny how they just explained it. Don't. Do not. Just listen watch to us this. talk about it. Yeah. We, this is the reason our podcast exists. Exactly. Our log line, we watch these movies so you don't have to. The watching of it is the bad part. Mm. So don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Oh, absolutely not. Um, Say no to droogs. <laughs> I know. That was really good. Did you think of that before? No. That's excellent. Thank you. Okay. She's raised one arm. What you should do instead of watching this film, mm-hmm. instead of watching something long, horrible, specifically mm-hmm. for women, mm-hmm. and senseless crime, if you want to listen to something <laughs> that is in a way senseless crime and is a woman doing it, listen to the song Kill Bill by SZA. Wow. Which I have been listening to Ooh. nonstop. Mm-hmm. It is a very addictive yeah. earworm. Oh, yeah. She's got such great earworms. In her oh, song. my gosh. Yes. I listened to it twice on the way here, and it made me feel way better. Oh, I love that. Liana, what would you do instead of watching this Ooh. film? Oh, my goodness. There's so many options. I'd probably just, like, get a Frosty at Wendy's, yeah. if I'm being honest. And I don't usually, um, not one to, like, really endorse, like, the fast food market, but Wendy's Frosties, slap. I also, I, I want to give an option for if you have seen this film... And you don't remember it being the sort of nightmare that it is. I'm not going to say watch it again. I'm going to say, I'm not tooting our own horn here. I'm saying maybe listen back to this episode a little bit more carefully for the things that we said and the reasons that we said them. And pay a little bit closer attention when you're consuming any form of media, especially if it's an older piece, especially if it's in regards to sexual violence. Yeah. That's all. That's not a big, that's not a huge ask. Yeah. Just pay a little bit more attention. Sienna. Yes. What would you rate the film? A clockwork orange, as you say. It's like Jimmy Stort. Orange. Stort. An orange stort. I am going to give it a negative 5,000 <laughs> steaky wakes <laughs> out of five. Wonderful. Yeah. Yep. I feel good about that. Perfect. I am sticking with my classic flat zero eggy wigs out of five. No explanation needed. Bad job, Kubi. <laughs> Bad job. Burn in hell. I wish I could unsee this. Yeah. Me too. Well, everybody. Oh, apology tour 2023. Just generally sort of film bros. Begin your apology tour at any time we yeah. are available. Our Venmos uh, are open. Our Venmos are open. Stay out of our comments section, but absolutely feel free to enter our Venmos. Love enter our that. Patreon. We are patreon.com slash tossed popcorn. 
start paying because you owe us please please hey we're trying to get to a thousand followers on our instagram by yeah. sienna's birthday which is february 12th you national holiday for the podcast national <laughs> february 12th feb 12th so tell your friends about us if you don't follow us on instagram it's actually really helpful we can show people who we're trying to yeah reach out to it's all about numbers 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 baby the bottom line we live in a corporate society we need instagram follows <laughs> It would be a big help. We really appreciate it. We know you guys have been really helpful for us in the past yes. on these kind of things. So we if thought... You've written us a review. Thank you so much. Another way you can really be helpful is with an Instagram follow. If you're like, I love that you have a Patreon, but I'm not in a place to be giving you monthly money. No give problem. Give us a follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's also incredibly helpful. And we will be grateful. And we will post some, I am sure, batshit memes this week. Hell yeah. Do you have that to look forward to? Oh my gosh. And join us next week. When we will be watching. Oh. <sighs> Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> dance it out, baby. Just dance it through. Dance Why do you guys love it? violence mm, so mm, much? Mm, hey, whoa, okay. Thank you. We love some of you. Bye. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. Um, as I was saying, as I un- did a faux pas and mentioned off mic, I think <laughs> that anybody who liked this maybe saw it on a plane. <laughs> I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.